Uh, hey, everybody, this might be the tail end of the fun drive when you're hearing this. Uh, as of uh, November 5th or whatever day it is here, I think we got about 80 out of the 450 we're shooting for people that are in a position to do so. And uh, or, or, or you feel like, oh, I, I can afford $5, $10 a month. Uh, so if you're in a position to do so and you, you uh, get the value I show, you say, well, I mean, it's cool. If you, if you should support the show at a level, you say, well, that's what I feel like. It's feel like it's even an exchange. That's perfect. Uh, but if you say, well, I've been thinking about it, or Jesus, Scoots, I really do get a lot of value out of sleep with me. Let me support at 10 or 20 bucks a month. Or go from that one dollar level to five dollar, whatever it is. Uh, just think about it, because uh, it's. I, I, I keep pretty sure ten percent of the listeners would agree with me. And are in that financial place where you say, "Well, that is something I can work into my twenty nineteen budget." If it is, uh, consider it. This episode normally goes out to five dollar and up patrons. It's a story only episode, but it's here for everybody to enjoy until uh, we'll be here in the feed. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, here's the show. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our serial episodic modular series. This one is a good serial episode uh, uh, for sure. Like you could listen to this one in any order ever, especially when I catch you up here. So snuggle in. You're really going to enjoy sleeping to this one or just being soothed by it. This is our series, Nuns in Space, The Stand Chronicles, or also called Stand Chronicles, Nuns in Space. And it's a season two of uh, our original series, Nuns in Space, uh, chronicling uh, uh, Stan, a uh, freestyle soda machine, and currently com- commander of a salvage ship uh, in a cloud of delusion uh, just outside of uh, the planet Earth, uh, surrounding, enveloping, I'd say, the planet Earth in a good, like, in a, in a neutral way. And stands, I'm not sure of the exact role yet, is sergeant at, uh, like, second-in-command, a Scooter, who was once upon a time the commander of the ship. In season one, uh, Scooter, Stan, and the nuns from Scooter's childhood had adventures in space. And at the end of the season, they ended up in this cloud of delusion. Uh, so I'll give you the quick one on the cloud of delusion. So we have a planet Earth. Uh, the, we, we all are uh, spaceship Earth, however you want to call it. We're on it today. Uh, some of us probably more grounded than others of us uh, who our heads are always in a cloud of delusion. But uh, uh, so Earth was just like it is, just like you're perceiving it now. And at some point, uh, like uh, outer space, like the people say, is there life out there? Is there spaceships? Uh, is it just a dream? Is it some, Is it a thought experiment? All that got cleared up real, actually really quickly. Uh, when the Earth like got on the map of outer space, and I don't know if that was is it like a like a, it's just a different story to dig into whether that's figurative or actual. But Earth was exposed to outer space first gently, and you know somebody came from outer space. They said, "Hey, what's up? Uh, we're friendly out there." And yeah, there's a whole galaxy or whatever is bigger than a galaxy. I don't know which bigger universe or galaxy, but uh, you know there's a whole world worlds out there. Full of, uh, you know, beings and uh, uh, places and commerce and stuff and, you know, friendship. I mean, other stuff, too. But mostly they said, hey, we're not, you know, we know you got those movies and books and stuff. They said, what's a pod? How do you download a pod? They said, uh, hold on, let me get my tentacles in place. How do you download a podcast? 
No, just joking. You just go, you get a podcast app. It's, uh, uh, what's by, okay, never mind. I'm trying to do an intro, actually. I, I can't get, like, uh, I'm trying to avoid the side, side benders of the story. Because I already had an intro where I interviewed Kermit the Frog for 45 minutes or something. Who's Kermit the Frog? Okay. Maybe we should, what's your name? Gorzak? Gorzak, I'll get back to you. We could be friends. Uh, but so, yes, yeah, so Earth was exposed to outer space. Outer space was exposed to Earth. Uh, commerce began, uh, tra- tourism, uh, friendship, uh, relationships of all sorts. You know, mostly community-based relationships. They say, hey, you know, do you, people said, hey, check out this stuff we got on Earth called gum. And they said, oh, we call that shmajma, you know, over over here. Oh, but this is different. It's a different flavor. Ours is more of a savory. This is a sweet. And things were going pretty well, at least on the surface to the mid-surface. But as when these major changes happen, it's not always an easy adjustment because we had been living here on Earth uh, with the presumption that that was either a mystery or some people saw it. Well, no, definitely this or definitely that. I just don't have total proof. And once things were confirmed... Uh, you know, it, it, change, it changes your way of thinking and viewing the world a bit. And that could be not easy. Uh, but most people were keeping that. They said, well, you know, I, I'll adapt. We tend to be an adaptable species, uh, which they complimented us on all the time. They said, oh, you'll adapt to, to, to this uh, space travel and stuff. Now, I don't know if it was the, the uh, subtextual stuff that I'm not talking about that triggered this or was something else. But at some point... Everything was going full boom. You know, we people were touring, you know, uh, people were visiting Earth. We were saying, you know, here's a, here's this, we'll ship this out to you. And But at some point, the Earth, like, mysteriously became surrounded by a cloud of delusion, a nearly impenetrable cloud of delusion, like uh, that if you went into it, you would, well, no matter what species you were uh, or what planet you were from, you would just get a little mixed up and... Uh, You'd say, well, you shouldn't go into that cloud to delusion because it's impenetrable. And that separated Earth from space. Uh, We don't know why. You know, I said, well, is it this or is it that? Uh, And uh, it really slowed things down. And the people that were here were like, well, you know, I got to get these sodas out to, uh, you know, FB47 to 26 Zerboid quick uh, while they're still cold. And at some point, you know, people were trying to figure this out. Everybody here on Earth, they said, well, we like outer space now. You know, what a ripoff. Get us back out there. And what they discovered, even though they threw everything at the problem, the greatest scientists, the greatest thinkers, greatest minds, it took people with a small, tiny, tiny percentage of Earthlings with just enough delusion running through their bloodstream it to say, oh, I can make it through that cloud of delusion. You know, I've normalized, I've internally normalized delusion to the point where I can go through a cloud of delusion, but very, very rare. We're talking like 10 or less people. And those people became harbor pilots. They would take a spaceship. Uh, now, the cloud of delusion was outside of Earth's atmosphere. So there's a spaceship uh, in, in Earth orbit, a big one. Uh, still on the Earth side of uh, of the delusion cloud, and they would basically take ships from that spaceship to one on the other side of the cloud. And Scooter just happened to be one of those pilots that could do it. And uh, this is all before season one started. And 
uh, he, like uh, his sidekick, his, his co-pilot was Stan. But at some point in season one, his scooter took on a crew uh, that he didn't expect. It turned out to be the nuns from his uh, scooter's childhood. Or, you, you know, you can listen to season one for all the deets on that. That's uh, that's uh, like a slang term for details. Uh, and uh, they had adventures in space, uh, bada, bada, bang. And uh, now season two happened. It ended in the cloud of delusion. Scooter, Stan, and the crew, the nuns, and now a crew of a salvage ship are all on a giant salvage ship in space. Now, one special update for the current situation is... Uh, Scooter has kind of inured himself mostly to the Cloud of Delusion. And Stan is operational in the Cloud of Delusion. And then the nuns and uh, the, the salvage crew, they have these, like, delusion field generators, like uh, noise-canceling headphones, basically, for delusion. So now they're in the Cloud of Delusion. They can't get out, really, because none of that power, that's just power enough to keep them, like, uh, working together. Yeah, but they're stuck on a salvage ship in the Collada Delusion. Not really, they don't, I don't necessarily know that they say, oh, we're stuck, oh, shucks. They say, let's make the most of this. So that's where we are. And right on time is our Hollywood announcer. Okay, so I I just don't know how, world famous announcer? Our world, no, you're not comfortable with that. Uh, Our wonderful announcer, the incredible, indelible uh, Antonio Banderas. Ban, 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 Banderas. Uh, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time uh, for another episode of Nuns in a Space. H- holy cow, which, whatever you just did with that, like, thing at the end, that was amazing. Oh, thank you, uh. Okay, do you want to um, hang out for, like, we could play a board game later? Like, I, I, I have a press, I'm on a press tour. Okay, well, uh, maybe, what do you have, like, a, a G6 or something waiting outside at the airport? Okay, well, I'll let you get going. Thanks, Antonio. Uh, I mean, I was just looking forward to it. Well, you know, what, what, also me sitting around. Okay, so you could use my uh, cell phone to do some Skype press calls, and then we play a board game. Yeah. Okay, thanks. That's Antonio Banderas, everybody. Nuns in space. Uh, bon- Banderas. Oh, so, yeah. Nuns in space. Uh, hey, pen pals, me. I'm here with Stan right here, uh, right here next to me, uh, which normally stands pretty... Hi, pen pal. Okay, so that's fine, Stan. Stan may be, uh, Stan may be taking over everything, pen pal. Uh you know, because the last time I was, I wanted to make sure all the recordings were, were encrypted and that Stan could send them off when I was trying to be a hero. And uh, for some reason now, you can't do the permissions or the triple authentication, whatever it is, a authentic thingamajig, according to Stan, is a, we, we, there's an issue. So I can't offload the recordings off of Stan. And I've learned from making enough mistakes with file management to keep all recordings in one place. And Stan's also good at backing things up. So now I have to record directly into Stan, which is definitely not going to work, Pen Pal. So for a a while, until we get it figured out, uh, maybe Stan could do these messages. Oh, Scooter, I'm really—nice to meet you, Pen Pal. 
Okay, not right now, though. This is my life. Like, uh, you know, also, pen pal, that frees me up for more heroic stuff. Uh, I mean, I won't be able to tell. Stan will have to tell. You know, if I do any more, her, her, you know, stuff, Stan will be filling you in, especially if it's big-time heroic. Uh, but, yeah, total mystery. I don't know if you can hear me quote quoting, but uh, Stan says it's total mystery that why I can't, why Stan has to record these from now on. You know, supercomputer with vacuum tubes uh, in other st- solid state. Uh, Stan even, I put some, I think Stan has platter drives in there. Uh, but so, uh, good news, pen pal. Uh, for Stan, there's been a change. Stan's commander of the ship. I think you probably knew that already. You probably took, uh, we talked about the positive aspects the last time. Uh and so we're here, you know, we got Commander Stan and the nuns and the salvagers in space uh, with scooters, you know, scooter here. So I'm trying to make the most of a pen pal. Oh, sorry, pen pal, you guys you might, might as well just leave, Stan, you might as well just leave a recording. Scooter, scooter, I'd just like to uh, check in with you. I'd like you to, uh, I wanted you to come to our craft fair. I've been I'm trying to, to tell you about it for a few days now. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, so it is, um... When is it again? Uh, Scooter, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, about the craft fair, is I'd appreciate it if you didn't make any disruptions or any scenes at it. You know, because I'm really trying to work with the crew and, you know, get get everybody. uh, I'm trying to follow your example, believe it or not, Scooter. And also, uh, before you speak, I'd like you to bring your own craft to the craft fair. Okay, can I borrow one? Can I borrow one of the ones from your room, like those rock sculptures? Oh, scooter, scooter, a craft you've created that you would share with everyone at the craft fair. Okay, uh, um, don't worry, scooter. I have some activities to to get you started, and if you just complete some of them, I think you'll find yourself uh, crafting right away. Wait a second, Stan. I'm supposed to be helping you become an artist. Uh, not a commander of the ship. Uh, I'm not, and then, like, even though our roles have switched, uh, my purpose is still to help you find your artistry, and uh, that way we can find our way out of here, not the other way around. Scooter, you are helping me. You have helped me. And this is a two-way street, Scooter. It's a give and a give and a take and a take. Uh, trust, Scooter. Uh, you've helped me. I help you. So, so, Scooter, before I want you to close your eyes and take a breath, and you start to use your imagination. You know, I'm going to start you right now before you object again. I want you to picture five. Well, no, no. Should I picture five rocks? We'll do picture one rock, Scooter, from your past. A rock, uh, a stand, like a uh, scooter. Just close your eyes. What is the first rock you see when I ask you to do this? Um, one of those pink rocks, Stan, that has black flecks in it. I never, it's, well, it's more of a coral or, uh, yeah, it's like a pink with some grays. It's, uh, uh not a circle, but it's roundish. It's, uh, n- not entirely smooth, but pretty, pretty smooth. Uh, but, and I always, uh, reminds me, I see that, I, I don't know that, yeah, that's the first rock I'm picturing, Stan. 
Okay, Scooter, I want you to picture another rock uh, that's in your mind there from your past. Okay, this one is a longer oblong, oblong, oblong or oblong rock, uh, a bit like a rounded tube or like a, it's, it's hand size. It's slate like, uh, gray. What you see is there blue in there and it's very smoother uh, than the first rock, uh, but still not polished. It kind of feels like if you stretched out an egg. Okay, Scooter, that's good. An egg, stretched out an egg rock in your hand. And what's next, Scooter? What's the next rock you see? Okay, the next rock is the size of a coin, a bigger coin, like a 50-cent piece, or the O on the OK sign. And the reason I say that is it's a little bit bigger than that because that's where I'm holding it. With my thumb and my index finger wrapped around it, uh, ready to skip it across the water in a lake. It's also gray-like, uh, but definitely less of the the darker uh, gray, but not entirely light gray, kind of like a cloudy sky color. Scooter, are all these rocks from the same place? Yes, Dan, uh, from my memory. No, Scooter, like the same memory physical place? Uh, yeah, what, is it, what does that have to do with anything? Well, Scooter, I just think you should maybe stretch yourself a little for these last two rocks. Okay, so you're telling me I'm remembering, like, uh, you can't remember. You're telling me, Scooter, I just think you'll be put, put a little more effort into it. Uh, see if there's other rocks in your mind somewhere. Oh, Scooter, I didn't mean to just, yeah, that's so, thanks, uh, for making me feel, that's fine. I, I can be with Charlie Brown, that's fine. Scooter, I just really believe in your, ma- it's too late to compliment me, Stan. It's just your imagination, Scooter. I'm very, uh, Okay, that's fine. I'll try to picture another rock now that you've put rock-like pressure on me. Maybe I'll just turn into magma with all the pressure, but can't go, like, uh, okay, go, okay, Stan, Scooter, come on, uh, close your eyes, uh, what's the next rock you see, Scooter? Okay, okay, the next rock I see, Stan, is, uh, like a space rock, uh, Oh, Scooter, that's, uh, the, the, I thought you were going to be sarcastic. No, it's, uh, it's pocketed, Stan, like, like with divots in it. Uh, it's here in a field, almost craters, harsh angles, uh, and uh, it looks heavy. I'm like five feet away from it, Stan, and uh, it's the size of, you know, like a curled up, uh, like, pet, uh, like, I could put my arms around it, but even at this distance, it looks dense and, uh, like, it has a ton of mass to its scooter. Okay, tell me more. It's dark, uh, but in a much different way because there's an iridescence to it, Stan. And even if I can feel a magnetic energy coming off the rock, uh, but it's almost breathtaking being able to feel mass, uh, even as I get closer because it's not like I can visually tell the mass of rock. Uh, in feeling the radiating energy off it, Stan, I want to reach my hand out and touch it. Uh, and I wonder if it'll feel warm or cold. Uh, and, and I want to be close to its matte-like iridescence. 
am thinking about it, uh, hurtling through space, staying here on Earth. Uh, Scooter, do you know it's a space rock? I'm thinking about it, hurtling through space, uh, imagining uh, it uh, hurtling through space uh, here to Earth. Okay, Scooter, I get it. And uh, uh, now I can't, like, because some judgmental uh, soda machine. Uh, uh, wait a second, Stan, like, uh, how many, like, uh, remember, it's like, is this, what's the difference between a space rock and an asteroid? Uh, Scooter, I, I don't, like, uh, I mean, do you want the exact definition? Uh, well, I was just thinking about it, and I was thinking about, like, uh, more, like, why didn't we ever, as human beings, say, let's just make asteroid spaceships? I mean, now we know, but uh, I don't understand why we didn't, I mean, I guess we would have to make them because of the mass and stuff, uh, but you know what I mean? Scooter, I think, like, maybe one day there'll be Earth made, or outer space made, but Scooter, I, we need to do one more rock. It's a, the, this activity involves five rocks. Okay, but I, I, I'm really thinking about this. This is, this is deep, Stan. I'm saying yes. It's like, is this blue or is it black? Uh, is this metal? Like, Stan, here's a question. Is this metal or stone? And can you, like, this is not, again, you don't need to look this up, uh, but isn't an can you have an alloy? Does the alloy have to be all metal, or, or can it be rock, rock and metal mixed together? And if not, can I build my house out of something like that? Scooter, you did. You remember you tried. You were trying to invent all that concrete like uh, ten years ago. Well, that's because my cousin Kevin Foodie's like a concrete expert. Or uh, Scooter, okay. Uh, what is the rock? Uh, what's the last rock uh, you want to talk about? I'm thinking about this rock. I'm wondering if I could lift it up or if it's just my, you know, standing like, where did this rock come from? What it, you know, how deep is it? Like, uh, is, uh, is it been here for a day or has it been here for a thousand years? Uh, what is it like? Uh, has it experienced any of that thing that makes rocks wash away? Erosion? Okay, Scooter, I think I'm going to say, I'm, Scooter, I'm going to try to be like you. Okay, well, this is good. You're thinking about this space rock. Uh, maybe this is good energy for the craft fair. You're right, Stan. I'm going to focus my energy on this rock. Uh, okay, so uh, for craft fair, so I should just make a like a, a craft out of like imaginary space rock. Uh, Scooter, uh, use the rock uh, to guide you to make some craft or some art. Uh, I, I can't decide that for you. Okay. Uh, well, again, I'm just not sure. Sure, I guess I could worry. Uh, uh, okay, Scooter, just say, just, just see. You're, you're interested in space rocks. Uh, take it from there, and come to the craft fair. You, I've sent you the information eleven times. Uh, and here's a. Piece, I'm printing out a piece of paper. Uh, for you, uh, and also call you, uh, on the PA. Okay, Stan, I, I guess, uh, I'll see you with, I, I guess, uh, like, I'm going to look into the space rock. Okay, thanks, because maybe I, like, uh, I wonder if I could make my own space rock here with the salvage on the ship. Scooter, maybe start with something smaller, like a craft, uh, and then we could figure out the, uh, like, something without molten, molten things right away. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'll see. I'll see what I maybe I'll look. Maybe I'll look for rocks. Okay, the scooter. That's great. Uh, I gotta go. Uh, 
actually do some work as a commander. Oh, okay, commander. I'll see you later. Pen pal, it's, it's your friend Stan. I'm here to check in on Scooter uh, and see how he's doing with his rock. Scooter, it's uh, Stan. Uh, how's your rock project going? You stand, you know what? There's almost no rocks on this ship at all, uh, except for the rocks like uh, we were you were using. And I think those are imaginary anyway, and those were uh, earth rocks. Oh, Scooter, that's interesting to know. Uh, so were you having trouble crafting something for the craft fair? That begins very shortly. Well, no. So then I started looking outside. Of the, like, I looked outside of the ships and... And I couldn't see, I mean, I know, I said, what are the odds of me seeing space rocks with the telescopes? And I couldn't see any space rocks. Oh, Scooter, okay, that's interesting. So you were visually looking for rocks. Yeah, and then I, was, I couldn't figure out the, like, uh, radar stuff. Uh, plus, I don't think the cloud of delusion helps with that. But then I started looking into the salvage logs, because uh, they figured... Some of these space rocks, if you like, uh, I'm positive are valuable, and a salvage ship would know what minerals it needs to rebalance as it's salvaging, and or maybe even accidentally it's bringing on stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, Scooter, this is interesting. You're really digging into the. Uh, so you looked at the salvage logs. And since this ship's, I couldn't, some of the earlier logs are encrypted because, uh, but since this ship's been in operation that I can tell, it's never taken a space. It, it has everything charted and logged, uh, unless I'm spelling rock wrong, but I put out like a, there's no record of a, a rock or a asteroid or anything uh, ever being salvaged by this ship, which is automatically traveling the cloud. Uh, salvaging everything. Okay, Scooter, that's interesting. Uh, and how is this going to be in your craft? Uh, uh, like, uh, I'll make, I guess I'll make a, it's a science fair, right? Scooter, no, it's a craft fair. It's like, a, like, a, but it's all like, a, yeah, I'll make a, don't worry, I'll have something. I'm going to, I'll paper mache something together and I'll be there. If you could count on me, Stan. Okay, Scooter, but uh, yeah, just bring something to the craft, or, or just bring your your enthusiasm and joy for other people's crafts uh, and not an enthusiasm to disrupt it, okay? Okay, Stan, don't worry. Uh, hey, Pen Pal, this is Stan. I've paged Scooter a lot, and we're ready to start the craft fair, so I'm just waiting for him to come. Uh, here, oh, hey, Scooter. Oh, hey, Stan. Uh, I'm ready for the craft fair. I got my uh, paper mache thing. Uh and uh, so I'm ready to go. How does a craft fair work anyway? Well, Scooter, it's a little bit different than you might expect. Also, Stan, I have like a bunch of presentations to make about the, uh, that the odds of us, if run some math, uh, I think the odds of us not encountering space rocks is impossible. Okay, Scooter, but this isn't a science fair. So it's a craft fair, but it's like a, where we're going to give feedback, a positive feedback, as other people are working on the crafts. And we'll connect, and we're going to be, Scooter, really, we're in, I think we're going to problem-solve our way out of the cloud together by encouraging everyone's artistry on the ship is really the plan, Scooter, to be honest with you. And I think the science part uh, is interesting, Scooter, but we're trying to use the other part, the artistry, like you've been teaching me. 
So I don't know if we need the paper mache or the presentations about math, about the rocks. Though math could be artists, you've taught me. So why don't you just come in and see some of the crafts, Scooter, and then see what you how what, what uh, speaks to you. Okay, Stan. Uh, okay, okay. I can, uh, yep. Uh, okay, let's do it. Oh, also, Scooter, I don't think you probably read any of the stuff I sent you about the craft fair or told you, because uh, I didn't record those parts. But uh, the theme of the craft fair is abundance, uh, and that was the prompt. Uh, it, maybe I just didn't do a good job of communicating that to you because you seem to be, but like with no rocks, uh, maybe there's abundance of space without rocks. Uh, so let's start. Come on in, Scooter. This, I don't know if you've met Adele Plus, but this is Adele Plus, one of the salvage uh, reclaimers uh, uh, from uh, Raybon's crew. And Adele Plus, why don't, oh, you want me to speak for you. Okay, so Adele Plus... Uh, has been working on something very interesting and beautiful, by the way, uh, faux uh, or an impression of a pressed flower scooter, because we don't really have any flowers on the ship. So Adele Plus has created pressed flowers, or uh, it, it, it's, uh, you know what I mean, scooter? Uh, so, the, the whoa, these are Adele Plus. This is, uh, how did you do This is amazing. It really is beautiful. So Scooter Adele Plus has taken paper and uh, salvage, like wire you see there. Those are wires, Scooter. And then pressed them and or painted them and then pressed them between wax paper. Wow, it's like a... That's like a... I'm speechless, Adele Plus. And I see some watercolors and some oil... And even like, uh, wow, this, uh, you even used uh, uh, powder in there, huh, to color some of the things. Great. Uh, uh, it feels like it's like pressed flowers. I, wouldn't, I can't say better than it. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Adel Plus. That's beautiful. I really like how you captured the spirit of flowers uh, and uh, really creative work. Okay, Scooter. Scooter, by the way, holy cow, that was pretty... Uh, Scooter, this is uh, what I needed from you, actually. Uh, I couldn't say those kind of things. I, I couldn't put them together, Scooter. Look at Adele Plus is really... Uh, yeah, it's true. That's like unbelievable work. Well, Scooter, maybe this is your role. To, let's let's keep going, Scooter. Scooter, this is Miss Sister Mary Ellen's craft here, and you're going to sit in this chair... Uh, and Sister Mary Ellen's going to present. Uh, so Sister Mary Ellen has a dance, and she's combined uh, like a few different forms of dancing and body movement scooter. So it's a little bit of ballet, liturgical dance, Tai Chi. Uh, it's more of an experience, as Sister Mary Ellen wanted me to say, and very influenced uh, by something natural. So it's evocative of something scooter, so... Lots your emotions. Oh, sister. Okay, Stan, I'll take it. Thanks, Sister Mary Ellen. Okay, I'm taking it in and I'm breathing. Sister Mary Ellen, I'm just co commenting at the same time because uh, your emotions, uh, it's like a slow, gentle motions now. And I, I feel what's evoking for me 
these motions of trees and the wind, a gentle but strong breeze. And, uh, holy, it's making me feel like I'm in a forest, really, sister. And it's okay, trees can smile when people are commenting. Oh, now the wind is picking up. Oh, holy cow, sister. I don't know how you're capturing this with just your hands and your arms. Like, uh, it can hear the swish of the branches and, like, those random movements of the smaller branches. Is really making me feel like I'm there and at peace, uh, enjoying it. Uh, I can even feel the time of the day after after dusk or something. Like there's a some some moon or something. It's very lovely. Thank you, sister. You're finished. Wow, wow, that's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. I, I wish I had more words than beautiful. Uh, thank you, sister. Thank you, Scooter. Thank you, sister. That was excellent. Okay, Scooter. So this is Rue Gray's. I don't know if you've met Rue Gray, Scooter. I mean, in a peaceful, you know, Scooter. Yeah, hey, Rue Gray. So Rue Gray's rolling out this uh, miniature stage here with uh, curtains to parts, uh, and they're going to do a performance as well. Okay, so the curtains are parting, Stan. And uh, it's a pond, uh, like a like a pond you would see in, in a, a public park or a municipal park, uh, maybe anywhere in the universe. Okay, wait a second. Are those origami swans, uh, 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 like a flock or a ga- goose gander of swans uh, floating on the water? Holy cow, and Rue Gray must be out of view uh, those are origami puppets. Stan, are these origami puppets? Scooter, they are. That's a fishing string that a Rugrace, uh, you Wow. Floating in the pond. This is also very evocative, but also visual. Holy mackerel. Yeah, Scooter, it's pretty nice. Uh, watch this part, Scooter. Oh, wow, those are jumping fish. Uh, uh, oh, wow, origami fish. I didn't even see them under the water because they're angled to the stage. Uh, that's brilliant. Uh Ooh, and now, those are water clip water sprites. Paper, scooter, those are paper clips. Yeah, I, I, I got mixed up, Stan, but that's, uh, holy mackerel. Stan, we have an impressive, Rue Gray, that was a beautiful, like, uh, we have an impressive crew, Stan. Stan, could I work with these three to do my own, my own craft? Uh, scooter, you could. Why don't you do that? And, uh, uh, yeah, why don't you do that, Scooter? I've got to go check some things, and uh, you work with them. Like, you're going to work with them. Stan, I really enjoyed this uh, this craft fair more than I can put into words. This great, Scooter. I'm just wondering, okay, go ahead. Why don't you work with it? Everyone comfortable with that? Great. I'll be back. Uh, hey, Pembel, it's me, Stan. Scooter's about to put on a story for his craft, uh... And he said it's a surprise, but that he's working, that they all work together on it. Uh, Stan, it's more of a fable, actually, maybe, or one of those other ones, the ones with a message. Uh, and it's in three parts. Uh, or, well, yeah, three parts. This is a, in progress, too, by the way, Stan. Okay, Scooter, great. Okay, is everybody ready? Okay, Stan, the rest of the audience, uh Maybe we're joined by uh, Sister Mary Ellen for this first part. Uh, Once upon a time, 
and I'm going to be interpreting those emotions. So that was that motion meant once upon a time. Yeah, okay, there was a chicken named Little who was born with a very special gift. Uh, Stan, you can understand sister's motions, right? Scooter, yes, but you're, it's helping that you're interpreting her dance. Uh, yes, so beautiful and fluid, sister. Okay, is every time an object uh, entered Earth's atmosphere, Little could sense it. Now, technically, this was due to a you know uh, evolutionary jump in who little was, but we don't need to get to that. Uh, but it was uh, something both uh, physical and neuron and nerve based. Uh, so little really could feel it and sense it. It's kind of hard. For, good job, though, sister, did with that spiral thing there. I mean, we know this because of the legends of little. Yeah, but this was back when this was just a little the chicken, and little had this physical uh, reaction every time something entered the Earth's atmosphere. But for little, this was just a normal way of being. Uh, little didn't really understand it, and little was even living with the assumption that everyone felt these pangs uh, until one day. Little was out in a field uh, with a class, and uh, they were on a trip to watch a meteor shower. And each little streak across the sky corresponded with the feeling inside Little. And Little started to get what was happening. And Little became very interested in meteor showers, uh, and going on these trips uh, with this uh, group of uh, children that enjoyed. So every year they would go and view this uh, as a little, it got older and older. And one year, uh, one of the, the meteors sh- uh, showered all the way to the Earth, uh, all the way through the Earth's atmosphere. And, you know, it, 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 uh, it wasn't a big deal, but it was a big enough deal. And... Uh, it kind of changed Little's view of things, because uh, Little was, you know, still pretty young, and that's a lot to say, wait a second, uh, this really happened, uh, and I really sensed it. But no one would believe Little, as Little said, I can sense that the sky is falling, and it's falling now, it's falling now. So Little became a little over-focused on it, uh, and became really focused on the night sky. But even the day sky, Little knew. And Little started to know the time zones and even developed a kind of a, a geographic sense uh, of where this was happening. And it made it a little, a little bit tough because uh, no one b- believed Little. And everyone just told Little to lighten up. And they said, well, of course you feel this way. You saw that one uh, make it all the way to the earth. Uh, just, 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 you're just having a strong reaction, Little. And so Little learned to kind of keep it to Little Self and to kind of, uh, you know, say, hey, let's uh, let's keep this internally going uh, and uh, turn to kind of things inward, really. And as Little got older, Little kind of got into being escaping and uh, maybe feeling a little NUMB from stuff, uh, and so, sorry, saying you're, 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 are you raising your hand like a uh, scooter? I am. Uh, what? Uh, 
Scooter, what, uh, is this a craft or? Yeah, thanks, sister. That's, I guess, almost the end of part one. Uh, Scooter, it's supposed to be about abundance. Uh, I'm not sure uh, how you're sticking to the theme here. Like an uplift, ab- abundance in a good way, Scooter. Is it, so where are we, where's this craft going? Well, Stan, you probably already know how the story goes as we lead into part two, you know. Little kind of turned, little's back. As uh, Adelphus has these giant pieces of art behind me here. Little was trying to shrink Little's world. Look at that. Oh, Scooter, that's lovely. Uh, yeah, thank you, Adelphus. Uh, into something Little could manage and Little could control. And Little kept shrinking Little's world down uh, to like an almost internal planet. Uh, a bit of a, a singular orbit. Uh, it wasn't so great. But it wasn't existing in a vacuum either. It wasn't totally empty. Because there was still the part of Little that was obsessed with outer space and what was happening. It's still curious, as this piece of art here shows. Uh, and that voice kept coming up, and Little started to say yes to that voice more and more because it said something... Uh, Really interesting is coming, Little. Something that feels a little bit different, but it feels similar. Something heavy and massive and magnetic. Uh, and Little said, this is a little bit like, it doesn't have the same wobble. It doesn't have the same trajectory. And Little thought about where it started its journey from and where its journey would end. And Little started out on a journey to find out where this journey would end, because Little sensed it would end here at Earth, as you can see there. Uh, and as Little got closer and closer, it sensed it, its trajectory and its uh, motion was going gentler and gentler uh, without any, like, uh, rushing or poppy pops or anything. And when Little arrived at the end of Little's journey, a crowd was already gathered uh, because Little had sensed this giant rock uh, touching down on Earth. So there was a big uh, hubbub and hullabaloo because it had arrived so gently that people had seen it coming in. This slow motion rock coming in Earth didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, And Little tried to get close to see... Because this is so. What is this? Uh, and I think very quickly people realized it was both a asteroid and a ship. Uh, and people were saying that, and Little began muttering in the crowd that I knew this was coming. I could tell it. I could feel it. I could feel it was different than everything else. And the people in the crowd, for the first time in Little's life, uh, instead of passing on that, they said. Uh, Oh, tell us more. And people took interest in what Little was saying. And Little's, uh, you know, the crowd said, really, really? And Little was peppered with questions. And then finally, a scientist made its way to Little and said, uh, did you say you could feel this? You could sense it? We, we might need your help. Uh, and eventually, this droid was a sh- ship uh, visiting Earth. And we knew that it was it came in friendship but the science asked a little to, to, to come along and to go. They said, we need your help, Little. It sounds like you're just the help we need. And that's the end of part two.
Scooter, that was a wonderful story. Uh, well, there's still part three, Stan. Okay, but Scooter, well, it's working on part three, right? Well, yeah, but we're like, we, I mean, uh, yeah, this is still the middle of part three, but Adopolis is still Rugray. Okay, sorry, Stan, I get those mixed up. Uh, well, Scooter, that was great sharing, and uh, I think we want to make sure we have craft time for everyone else. Uh, but yeah, well, every, a lot of people worked on this uh, together. Uh, we got the big finale for Rugray. Well, Scooter, could you kind of condense it? Well, sure, but, you know, Sister had her turn and the Del Plus had their turn. Uh, well, I guess thanks, thanks Rugray. It looks like Stan's going to, um, yeah, I guess we could just do it another time. Uh, but does anybody have any questions so far about the story so I could work that into the third part? Uh, Sister Caroline, what's your question? Well, what happens to Little? We do we do cover that in part three, but so maybe next craft fair. Uh, but Stan wants us to get you know Stan may be right, sister. We leave the audience wanting more. I mean, even though we have it ready, it's not like you would. You don't have to wait. Okay, any other questions? Oh, slag by two thousand. I didn't even know you were in here. Uh, is it fact based? This is a great question. Part three uh, has some facts in it for, for sure, uh, Slagbots. Uh, but you know, next time we'll, we'll maybe they'll have more facts next time. Uh, Scooter, I get it. I get it. Okay, okay. Uh, go, go ahead and do part three. Okay, Stan, hold on. I'm getting a question from Raybon in the brig. They're watching remotely. Is the rock a real spaceship that visited Earth? Uh, great question. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I thought we covered that, Raybon, but you might not have. Maybe you weren't paying attention. But, yes, yeah, the same ship that made first contact with Earth. Uh, Slagbot, is that fact-based? Well, it's just artist, artistic interpretation. Slagbot, would you take that as an answer? Okay, thanks. Okay, Stan said we could do part three. Everybody ready? Okay, so little... Uh, as you could see with some of this origami art uh, puppetry, Little went to the science, went with the scientist and worked inside a mountain with a team of people who not only believed in Little, uh, but wanted to enhance what Little was doing, uh, sensing outer space objects uh, coming into the Earth's atmosphere. They really wanted to help and they wanted to make it pleasant for Little. And so they taught Little all sorts of tools and uh, different ways of amplifying little senses or them building on what little could tell or using it to solve puzzles they hadn't been, had a solution for. It's a great puzzle. I love that origami puzzle, by the way, uh, Rugray. Yeah, but no one could su suspect how quickly things would change as Earth was exposed to outer space. Uh, and that scientist was named Wurlitzer, by the way, Stan, not fact-based, though, so like, but, uh, and they were part of a bigger project, uh, originally trying to track all the rocks and the asteroids and uh, coming to Earth and trying to figure out where they came from. And if anything else was coming to Earth, they were supposed to keep an eye on that, but until it's this ship, no, they had never seen that. They wanted to also give warnings, if like Little did, if, if the sky was actually falling and we knew, you know, how could we do that? Luckily, they never had to deal with that, uh, ironically enough, uh, in any major way. Uh, it was like the Falling Objects group. 
But they worked on that for a while, and then they also started, as more and more space traffic started to come to Earth, they found uh, they, their focus was shifted, and Little's role was shifted a little bit. Because the people in outer space are super organized, and uh, they wanted to know, you know, everybody, all the comings and goings. And, you know, sometimes, so, so Little actually made it impossible to do any sneaky sneaks uh, to come to Earth. Uh, uh, but Little was focused on helping and being needed in outer space in this new life uh, that went on. And they became more and more focused on, especially Little, on the traffic, uh, the actual traffic. Uh, and for a while, they didn't even notice uh, that the number of rocks coming to Earth had started to change, that it started to get less and less. Yeah, but one night, Little started having trouble falling asleep, tossing and turning. Something's not right. Uh, and Little started to look back at the data of uh, how many rocks are coming into Earth's atmosphere, how many are, you know, in the atmosphere or coming through, uh, coming into Earth orbit. And uh, the numbers didn't seem right. Uh, and Little brought it to the team, and they said, oh, it's like a, anomaly look at the standard deviations it's still within the standard deviations and little tried to take that as an answer but it still didn't seem to little it seemed clear as day there's less rocks and less falling objects uh, every single day for little so little dug deeper into the data and sensed that it had been changed uh, to make it seem like a less extreme change uh, and he went back to the team, and they said, no, 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 these things happen. Like, Earth's got a long history. Who are we to judge uh, changing? You know, there's been wild swings like this before we started keeping the numbers. And that's when Little's focus changed, and Little started to think about that they work in this side, this giant mountain, and Little was only aware of the project Little was on, and Little started to ask him questions internally and wonder what else was going on there. And at the same time, uh, less and less of falling objects were coming to Earth, they're coming near Earth, and Little knew this is something's off here. Uh, Little had been through enough in life uh, to question things and question authority figures. But Little was also not smart enough to play along. So he said, Little, what do you think about that uh, less object? So Little said, well, there's a lot of space traffic. I'm focused on that. Uh, and he agreed with the team and uh, covered up a little doubts. Uh, he said, yeah, it's just an anomaly, standard deviation, all you know, 100%. But it was undeniable as less and less uh, things became. Even the scientists had trouble uh uh, little started to look into other, is it like, uh, Del Plus, are you asleep? Uh, like little started to look into other projects that they were working on. Um, sister, is any, is anybody still, uh, oh, Ray Bond, you're still, uh, stands, I think even stands in sleep mode. Um, well, this is my craft, I guess, is, uh, long winding tales, uh, you're coded in delusion here, uh, but this wasn't a delusion for little. Is a mystery. There were in the cloud of delusion, and there's no rocks here. 
and uh, that I did look into the historical figures in Earth's uh, rocks uh, did go down. I based, so that was the fact-based part, uh, Slagbots in Sleep Mode 2. Objects did start uh, fall, stop falling. So where are they, you know? are they? They're not in the cloud, and they're not on Earth. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, what else were they doing inside that imaginary mountain compound? Uh, but I'm going to lie down here. Uh, pen pal, I'm lying next to Stan here. So you could hear me. I guess Stan would say goodnight, pen pal. Uh, Stan's pretending to be asleep, pen pal, because uh, he was enjoying my... Uh, craft my space story uh, Stan and I will talk to you soon uh, I want to thank uh, people who reviewed the show over on Apple Podcasts uh, Nullity said uh, love the scoots I uh, can't sleep without him and my new sleep phones uh, not only at night but at lunchtime at work best podcast ever uh, dulcet tones FTW that's pretty funny uh, that's awesome thank you uh, Nullity uh, a music lover one from New Zealand said magic. Someone on Twitter mentioned this podcast, so I listened to it. Uh, I've slept soundly uh, that night. Ever since I've slept soundly, falling asleep to scooters, pointless meanderings. It's brilliant. Thank you. Uh, the, the best of the best. Uh, this comes in from A. McFly uh, to the M to the Y. Yeah, I take any opportunity to introduce friends, family, coworkers, random person in the YMCA uh, to my good friend Scoots. I set up the podcast to sleep every night, set the sleep timer, and uh, gently drift into dreamland, smiling at Scoots' corny jokes. Sleep with me as podcast has been a dream come true. Well, thanks, McFly, and my best to Marty, uh, Uncle Marty. <laughs> Hardy har har. Uh, Jonesy Boy, uh, 189 from the UK. It said, finally, uh, for years I've struggled with sleep uh, and uh, looked for something to take my mind off of stuff, of uh, a world full of fullness, and my thoughts into a world of sleepfulness and dreams. This podcast just does just that. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. I want to thank everybody commenting over on YouTube, Dipper, uh, Deborah, and Luke. Thanks, thanks, thanks so much. Uh, Bonnie. Uh, Karina, uh, Radu, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Mai, uh, Aaliyah, and uh, BA to the username, uh, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Friedrich, uh, Tay, and James, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Umbrella, uh, SM, and, uh, Deborah, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Sleepy Sleep, uh, Kitty, and, uh, uh, All, thank you, thanks, and good night. Latte Cat, uh, Bouncing Soul, uh, Anna, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, New Eye, uh, Abby, and, uh, Kashu, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Min, Mackenzie, and Alan with an A, thank you, thanks, and good night. Keith, uh, moderator Keith, uh, uh, Diane, and uh, Sagittarius, uh, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Scott, uh, Greg, and Foxy, thank you, thanks, 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 everybody, thanks, and good night. Uh, 
Uh, Sleep With Me is a proud member of Night Vale Presents. Check out all the amazing shows over at nightvalepresents.com. And really a special thanks to our patrons. Uh, thank you, patrons, if you're uh, like uh, if you're here with me still. Uh, you know, you got to uh, queue up another episode. I'll still be here. Thanks for uh, helping keep the show going. Good night.